Hello, hello. Welcome back to the nap hour. We know you missed this because we missed this. We always miss us. We are here for our next episode in the series we are doing on the Parent Test TV show. Um, before we get into it, let's introduce ourselves. I am one of your hostesses, Tamaya. We are joined by our co-host. Let's go over to down south. Please introduce yourself. It's Shakima. How you doing? How you doing? And for those who have missed her, because we missed her, she is yes. back on the mic. Please introduce yourself, madam. Hi, this is <laughs> Esther from the West Coast. West Coast. All um, right. What did yeah. you say? Go ahead, Esther. <laughs> that's it. It's in, that's it. <laughs> All right, we are back. This is the nap hour and a half hour because we all know nap time is an illusion, but we're going to get through it. So before we even begin the actual episode, just want to ask, does anybody have any driveway confessions? You know, you want to you wanna drop in the, you know, vocal chat before we move forward. I, I have to tell you, it's a small one, but since I left home sick today, like I was really sick, but I was so happy when I got home and nobody was here and I slept the whole time. Oh. I mean, it was oh. a sick sleep, but I was still asleep. I, was, I had a nap. It was a good girl. That that sounds delicious. Yeah, and I had Motrin, so I was just a little bit drunk. Oh, so up. you was on another something. You was a yeah. drunk sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even though it was mm -hmm. only four hundred milligrams. Yes, just, but you know, heal me while I rest. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, I feel I, that. Yeah. My aunt took Magnus, my my little one, this weekend, and honestly, all I had planned was helping my parents move and organize their house. So work. It wasn't like I got to rest, right? Yeah. Tell me why that felt like rest, rest. Tell me why just organizing a kitchen felt like rest because I did not have to stop to check on a, a pull-up to make sure he went potty, to make sure he's down for his nap. I didn't have to stop to to give him a snack he didn't interrupt me and i didn't have <laughs> to fight with him when it was time to leave bb yeah. and bobble's house and the just the joy of being able to get my coat and mm. walk out of a space and not have to worry about getting a little one together was glorious sometimes it's a little hard to like not feel guilty if you have like an extra hour or like an extra 30 minutes that like you didn't expect mm -hmm. and you're like you don't have any anybody to deal with <laughs> you're like do I go pick them up early or do I not no I felt completely at ease I finally got to that point <laughs> in fact I remember at the Super Bowl party I was at with my family my aunt and them were gonna bring him there like mm -hmm. at one point we didn't even know for sure and my mom's like you might have to go pick him up I said that's fine because then I'm in control of my destiny but if they come I'm no longer in control of my destiny and it was like they called to see how much people were here then they called to say that they were like going to look for parking. And I literally felt the freedom slipping through my fingers <laughs> as they were pulling up. I felt when they parked. I felt when the door <laughs> opened. I felt it. It was coming. As soon as they walked in that door, my baby was sick. He got on me after crying that he was even with me. And then oh. he fell asleep in my lap and then proceeded to piss on me in the deepest of sleep. Jesus. And I, spent I hate, I hate it. Hour and a half of the Super Bowl party soaked. In my son's urine, and I said, "Now my break is done." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. 
Any driveway confessions from you, Esther, before we uh, move forward? <laughs> uh, yes, my driveway confession is if you can, if you decide to do a you know twenty five hours plus travel by flight with two toddlers. Oh God! You know, just. Spring, I'm glad you made it spring, out. spring for spring for that you know either lounge pass or that extra seat with the car seat or you know just you know reconsider your travels altogether. <laughs> <laughs> that is my driving confession. <laughs> I'll reconsider them altogether. <laughs> yes oh my gosh you are a brave brave woman Woo! I'm not even yeah. with my kids 24, 25 hours great because you know sleep is a break I'm not even <laughs> and this day and age man like I've said it once and I say it again Tra traveling is the most expensive way to feel poor Ooh. It's like I haven't heard that quote from you before, but it needs to be it needs to be said and written somewhere. Because you are paying a good chunk of money, especially once you have kids, right? Yeah. Uh to go someplace. And it's like they treat you as if like, ma'am, why did you think you were worthy of being in the air? <laughs> like economy is not a joke. <laughs> And is economy the like the basic? Yeah. Or is it a step up? I mean, there's now there's different levels of economy, but economy is like it's economy. It's, economy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like if, if any of your listeners are old enough to remember the movie Titanic, oh, it is third no. class. <laughs> it is the third <laughs> class of the third class. <laughs> like you still get to be on the boat. You know, <laughs> but how dare you even like want to see the ocean? <laughs> You're at the bottom of that. Dare you want to see the ocean? Oh, snap. That ain't right. That ain't right. But it's true. <laughs> yeah. Good God. We will delve into that another time, friend. Sure. Woo. Woo. I'm glad um, you're home. I'm glad you're home. Oh, me too. <laughs> All right, let's begin. So that was a great good driveway confession. All right, guys, we are here. We're here talking about the parent test. We've already discussed episodes one through two. Please go back and listen to that if you missed it. But now we shall discuss episodes three and four. So one through two went ahead and actually highlighted the first four parenting styles of the show which were routine, um, new age, natural, and intensive, those four styles. This one, however, is actually tackling the four parenting styles, free range, strict, high achievement, and negotiation. So <clears throat> out of these four, first off, well, we're going to talk about at the end what parenting styles we associate ourselves with closest to or saw anything from but we're gonna start with episode three now 
in episode three with these specific parenting styles, they did an activity. I believe the first one was rock climbing. As anyone can remember, the last one, it seems like with a fear kind of challenge where you have your child doing something outside of the ordinary that might have some kind of scary aspect to it. And you have to not just not necessarily talk your child into doing the scary act, but actually just kind of teach your child to trust you and make sure that they feel safe and comfortable with you with this thing in front of them. So rock climbing wall. I can recall high achievement did its thing with the rock climbing wall. Um, he made it all the way up single father household um, with a young son who I believe is about eight. Uh, he made it way up there. Did you guys it? And this is if you saw it the way he encouraged him, but he also pushed him, I believe up that dog, like literally not physically, but verbally pushed him up the wall to the point where I think at one point the child asked, would you be disappointed if I didn't finish this off, even though my arms hurt? And yeah, yeah, I, I would be. You could, cause I know what you can do and pushed him all the way up that um, wall in that regard with that type of encouragement. Um, then you had negotiation who also made it up the wall. They ended up, he had to do it a second round, I believe that child. And they did their quote unquote, their version of negotiation style to get him up the wall. Like you want to try it again, but they did allow him to quit at first, which high achievement did not. And then gave him the option of if he wanted to keep going and attempt it a second time in which he did um, achieve it. Then you had <clears throat> strict parenting style, which I don't believe I can recall. Let me know if I'm not, I don't think they made it up. Um, and free range which they made it up. I remember I cried on that one. This show got me emotional and it might be me the only one, but I was shocked because I wanted to avoid this show like the play when I first heard it was coming out. But I had family and friends who gave it good reviews. So I decided to give it a shot. And it's no by far like, you know, favorite show on the freaking earth, but it's actually not bad. And it's brought out emotions in me that I'm like, Jesus, I'm a parent or something because... Did not think I was going to have that moment. Um, but I believe her child made it um, from the free range group. And that was interesting. So guys, your thoughts with your kids. Number one, how do you think, how do you think you would have approached that kind of challenge to try to get your kiddo up the wall? Obviously all our kids are pretty young at this point, except for my teenager. But I feel like we can't watch this show and see these things without kind of visualizing what our yeah. approach would be. So what do you guys think? Well, I think for me, again, I'm still learning and refining my parenting style. Mm. Um, but in a situation like this, I feel for me, it would be to remove myself from it mm. and really just uh, focus on my child's strength because I can definitely see how certain style will benefit certain people just like we know mm. for, like putting it like the adult world world right right when people think about like um work like employees and managers right mm -hmm. it's all about like we always want to like now find the cultural fit because it's not like yes there are managers who are bad 
and there are employees who are also you know bad <laughs> but a lot of times it's getting that cultural fit where some people do thrive in micromanaging situations like we talk badly about it but some people do like knowing that somebody is really on them and keeping them accountable mm-hmm. at the same time some people like just really are hey let me do my thing and i come to you when mm-hmm. i have questions right and obviously in between those two extremes you mm-hmm. have like you always have the middle the middle like positive reinforcement or the center third and so, right and that's like way, different learning styles but yeah, in the adult exactly. world different learning style different uh motivation style like that's like we all are different in a way yeah mm-hmm. you're gonna be like um what is it called higher a like, hierarchy not hierarchies but like you're gonna definitely gonna have like types obviously right you're gonna yeah, have yeah, yeah. Types, uh that we fit into but we like me as esther is gonna need a different type of encouragement than maya mm. Mm. um so i say all of this to bring it to the show where like it might seem silly to be like, oh, ha, 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 like a high achieving parent is going to really, you know, push their kids too much. And it might be for that particular kid, but even within a family, right, you might have that one child who really excels under a high achieving helicopter style parenting mm-hmm. and another who really thrives under a free range. Let me be just like, you know, my own little thing right and it's and it's and it's our job i feel like as parents to um to like find that and then cultivate that strength and as i've said before in other episodes um really be a guide like we're i feel like for me i see it as like i'm a guide for my children Mm -hmm. i'm not here to like dictate all of that but i'm here to like again accentuate their strengths and also help them manage difficult situation and possible areas for growth right no i hear you okay i have uh, agreeing like also seeing from esther's point of view i have about two two kiddos myself one the teenager the way i would encourage him and i'm gonna leave my husband out of this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the way I would encourage him would be very much like, come on, you could do this. Not you got this. You got this. Come on, man. You got this. But he's also the type of kid who would try to prove it to me before I even get it out my mouth. Like, that's just the type of kid he is. But also, I feel like I approach it in a way because there's so many dynamics in our relationship. One is my bonus son. He, I, he didn't, even though I've known him his whole life, he wasn't raised under my roof, under my rules his entire life. So he has a different way of doing things from a different type of style that he was raised in for most of his life. <clears throat> I'm sorry, everyone congested as usual. Um, add that to the fact that he's a teenager and also very um, risque. What's the word the teenagers out here? They just they, um, thrill, thrill seeker and all that kind of stuff too. So he he'll just do it without me even. Now, Magnus is more of a true test of my <laughs> type of style just because I would have I have him from birth and I am very protective and I'm very um 
very protective and I want him to feel safe but I also have this side that I don't want to weaken him and his resolve either so it's like a constant battle of I want you to feel safe with me but I need you to also be independent for this world so let's see if I put him in front of a rock wall and say he's a little bit older and he started on that bad boy and he told me his arms hurt and I just be like you can do you can do anything and I know my kid he'd probably be like if I said I'm done I'm done and he would drop <laughs> And not even like I said, I said what I said, Ma. Um, and I'd be okay with that. I can't, I don't see myself probably pushing him at this moment anyway, past that point. I see myself encouraging him, but not necessarily pushing him, if that makes a difference. What about you, Kima? This um this this task, mm-hmm. um I feel okay, I feel different. The first task, then I did the last task. So I oh, you like the high diving board versus this? No, like um, like I felt different about the parent. Hold on, <laughs> I felt different about the parenting styles towards the end of the challenge, the last challenges. Mm. Towards the fourth episode, then I do this episode. So I'm probably gonna speak positively about some. Well, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I get that. I like. Um, I feel like the high achieving parent said something that I would think, but I wouldn't say. Okay. Like when the child said, would you be disappointed? disappointed. I mean, in my head, of course I'd be disappointed, but I would never say that. <laughs> but like, that is a reaction to your kid not doing something that you want them to do. Right. Well, you don't want to make them feel bad about it, but I mean, it works for them. And I also I liked the fact that the um the negotiate was it negotiating? Yeah, that is well, that's the one with the little boy. Yeah, I like the fact that they allowed him to fail, and then allowed mm. him to make the decision to pick himself back up. Because I feel like with me in general, I'm more likely to do something if if I make if I feel like it's my choice. Mm-hmm. So sometimes making your child feel like it's their, making them, even if mm. it's not their choice, making them feel like it's their choice. Right. Would be a bit more of a successful outcome because they feel like they have the control because all day we're telling our kids what to do. I mean, we are in control. So if you make them feel like they have a bit of control, then sometimes, not all times, sometimes they would be more successful. I get that. Who did you guys feel like if, and it's only, you don't know, everyone doesn't have to answer if you um don't want to, but who did you feel like parenting style um best like impressed you or you felt connected to when you saw it? I feel like I'm like Kima. I definitely like the negotiation style with this one, this challenge of letting him just go again. But I, I really like the free range one too, if I remember correctly. About how yeah, that went as well. Too. That was just, it just felt pure. It was just really nice. I related to it, I guess. Yeah. All right. So the next challenge in this episode was map reading, I believe. And interesting. I'll be honest. Initially, I thought this was like, I thought I was a little dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt like I didn't really like this challenge. Not me either. I felt like it didn't really and I might have missed the point. 
Um, I didn't feel like it really challenged. Well, it was challenging, but it didn't really hit on any good raising points of parenting that I felt like was necessary or delved into something deeper or or just was fun. It was just like this odd challenge of you have to read a map, all of you. And then well, to have even the little one that was six years old trying to read a map. What? You guys are never going to get to the freaking ice cream store. Yeah, but the challenge was basically to mm-hmm. give your kids the control. Right. And to, have the, and to have them guide you instead of you guiding them. But I feel like this challenge would only work with a certain age group. Agreed. And like, I felt like that kids, means older since, kids. Yeah. yeah. Since all the kids weren't the same age, I felt like it was kind of, that's the only reason why I felt like it was kind of right or it should have been Not moderated great. and maybe it yeah. was moderated and we just didn't they just edited that part yeah. out but so i'm like how did the six-year-old get them to the ice cream pot that don't even seem realistic am i watching yeah. fact or fiction but yeah just because you know to humor it because that happened I'm, a, I'm not going to consider the six-year-old because I'm shocked that even happened. But the eight-year-old boy for high achievement, that was impressive that he actually yeah. got him there. But at the same time, I'm not that shocked because of his father. Yeah. Um, Strict was weird. That was just, they seem to be, they seem to, the strict parenting style, number one, their style, their family is different. I can't really... And not in their looks, just in their style. Like I, I didn't really feel the strictness that much with that group or maybe I just saw strict in a different way it just feels oddly like a weird dynamic with all of them like I don't know what what the deal is but it's not very clear and so it's just chaos I think is the word it just feels like for it to be strict it's a little chaotic and that didn't work that well but again free range was highlighted yet again in regards to the fact that they worked as a family to get the tasks done. Even with a little one in the car who wanted to take over, they worked together. And um, I liked seeing how the mom was actively like experiencing some level of anxiety. And I only like seeing it not because I wanted her to suffer, but I like seeing it because it was real. Like I felt that like I feel stressed and over like too much, just way too um, stimulated at this point with with multiple people in the car all trying to give me direction to do different things at different times and different energies that's much but i loved how they as a family were honest and open about it like mommy's feeling anxious i need everyone to take a breath i need everyone to take their time read somebody take this job and this job and you work together to get me here and it was like they all agreed and worked together even the little one um who was very much high energy and I liked it. So it was like free range win again, shockingly for me. Not to say I thought they would fail. I just never considered free range to be a thing. Most parenting styles, I'll be honest, I didn't know existed. And we'll talk about that at the end. But yeah, fascinating. Um, unless anyone has anything to say about the map reading, we can move on to episode four, please. Anybody raise your hand, give me a signal. Anything else? No. All right, moving on. Episode four. So with episode four, we had two interesting things that happened. One, I believe the first um, task was to act like your parent. Now, I felt like this was actually a cooler um, 
activity to see played out. And I felt like this was more so what they were trying to get with that mapping bit where the parent, where the child gets to have control and the parent has to relinquish their control. So fascinating episode, high achieving, failed completely because he wasn't really letting that go. Even through the pretend, he wasn't letting the, the, the power go. And honestly, the kid wasn't very comfortable at first with trying to take over either. He literally was like, I don't want that. Like they understood each other's roles to a T and didn't want to take over. Negotiation was just silly. Again, the kid is super young. They just played with him basically. And he had a good time. He didn't really tell them what to do. Strict was fascinating. This is what showed a little bit of their strict lifestyle because as <clears throat> those roles switch, the youngest son wild out was forcing the father to do all the exercises that he's been made to do was forcing the parents to just literally like he, he became a full blown drill sergeant in that household and free range was just a funny good time in which the kids did have a good time. Like they felt the parents did and they told the parent, the kids to do homework and the, the, the kids literally, or the parents just ran off on their bikes, which was adorable. So fascinating this challenge was supposed to not only give the kids power while the parents relinquish it but also give the parents a mirror if you will to what their parenting style may look like as it's being reflected in their children how does any of you feel like how how do you feel like you would be able to like i feel you know what i mean yeah i feel like this is when it switched flipped for me because the negotiating parent, I feel like, um, though, like one of the ladies said, if they would have just took the knife from the, we're not talking about the knife yet. Are you the cooking? We're talking about me acting like the parent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry. Um, (laughs) acting like the parent. Um, I felt, I thought it was kind of, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you guys feel like the, High achieving child might have been afraid to tell. Hell yeah! Heck yeah! Sorry, we try not to curse on this one. Which is why this challenge to me for him was kind of a fail. Oh yeah! He was like, "You're gonna tell me what to do," and that kid is like, "No, I didn't want to." And then when it came down to it, yeah, especially with the lot, even the candy, he was like. He was like, well, We're then gonna... if I'm the parent, I can eat candy right now. And he literally manipulated and talked to him about like, yeah, what you're because gonna if eat it was one of the other kids, kids, the other kids would have probably thought about it and were like, no, I'm parent. I'm going to eat this candy. Right. You don't tell me right. Yeah. No, he had that kid in control control. Yes. And like so much control. He was like, yeah, I, I don't like this challenge. And then also, um, I found it thoughtful that they talked about um, discipline after. Mm. well yes um, which yes let's definitely yeah. let's definitely talk about that well and i saw that sorry oh go ahead i was gonna say well what do you first off what do you think if your parenting style is being reflected back at you by your kids and let's say they oh, actually God. were it doing has. the task it actually it actually well um trinity sometimes mimics me and it makes me feel bad because she, all she does is yell she walks around yelling which is what i do <laughs> you're an amazing mom okay yes she does that sometimes and i'm like oh and and then the way that the way that they reflect their stresses 
on each other. Mm-hmm. I I feel like how they get so frustrated is how I am. So I mm. have to work on that. So like I mm. do like if you pay attention to your children enough, they do mimic you. Right. That's a but good like, point. Yeah. But like I do see myself like <laughs> I don't really like it. Sometimes I do though. Sometimes I do. Like they show kindness and when they play with their baby dolls, they show they show how they would mother, which is very sweet. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, it, it is crazy to see yourself reflected. Yeah. What about you, Pardon Esther? Me. Pardon me. Um, I think in the context of the show, right, it's 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 always like, you know, uh, a segment that's supposed to elicit, you know, it's kind of a bit of a drama. And this is like, no, they can do drama in a show like this, right? Mm. So I so I definitely see the appeal of that particular test. Uh, but it really made me think um on sort of real world situation brother context, right? Um like when we when we got to see, you know, how kids interpret their parents. Mm. Mm. it's not just it's not just like oh act exactly like your parent right it's also what are you as a child taking in and Mm. seeing as this is what adults around me do right Right. or act and behave and think and and having that opportunity to you know as a second kind of maybe have a bit of that power um structure like shift toward them a little bit Mm-hmm. It really made me think about, um, on one end, m- on the more positive, happy end, right? Um, again, like, kind of what are kids just, like, take in? Because, right, like, as adults, as parents, we obviously have our own lives or in our own heads. And right. we do things and be like, oh, well, you know, this is what, like, Again, I'm sure like as any sort of parent, however you self-identify, you're like, oh, I'm doing this thing because I want the best for my child, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part. <laughs> and to realize that like um they're their own person, right? It's a it's a really not hard, but it's a very simple yet for me at least, um good reminder. Mm-hmm. to be like hey how what whatever I do at the end of the day uh they are their own person and that I might do x y and z but they they're gonna do with it what they want what they can what you know yeah. they see fit, especially at different stages in life again mm-hmm. right um so as we hit different milestones with them, it's I think it's a good reminder to be like, oh yeah, like oh they're they're definitely in the toddler era, so you can negotiate with them however you want to, but they're gonna want that, you know. They might ask you for that like particular little TV show. You put it on, and then they're like, no, <laughs> no, no, oh. no. <laughs> You know, and it's everybody to be like, don't put me in a dark place in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) 
like let me again like I'm gonna I think I'm gonna keep saying like kind of like take myself out of it and be like oh, okay this is what this is what I'm working with it's a again as a toddler like they don't know how to regulate their emotions and so it's gonna come out as tantrum because again this is how they can express themselves right now mm-hmm. on the other hand of mm-hmm. the spectrum for me it really highlight the just the effects of abuse and again I'm not saying that you know anybody's being abused but yeah. that was like a less not lesson but sort of like a takeaway from me for me uh because again as you deal with adults or people or age or whatever right a lot of times um you know I'll be like oh like what like and you're like what made that person act this way or like why would you think being in this sort of relationship or dynamic was the right choice and then as sometimes you learn about their upbringing you're like oh right that's, mm-hmm. that's what you know <laughs> that's what was uh you know sh- like models for you that yeah. was what you again as human beings like we tend to go toward the familiar our brain is said to like help us deal with traumatic things and mm-hmm. go toward things that we've we've learned to survive. Mm-hmm. And you know, as we grow, that's usually not the best <laughs> thing for us. But again, it's it's just another m- mechanism of our brain trying to do what it's best. And so when I watch these things and you literally seeing young people being molded, I can't help but but be like, I, I, I cannot I cannot wait or I would love to see them like as adults, perhaps talking back to us on how being part of this show. Oh in their lives. Oh, you know there's gonna be a docu-series. <laughs> 20 years down the line yeah you know because it again right it's like especially with that example of like the strict parenting right again and that particular dynamic it's like no matter what was done or said or given to that particular child to be like oh you get to act like like the adult like in my head i'll be like that is again my head went there so please (laughs) bear with me but I was like you that child knows that at the end of the day at the end of the day they have to go back to that home like that's what they said on new age on the first episode when it was like Mm -hmm. the mom was like just remember when this challenge is over I'm gonna remember what you did yeah Yeah. exactly and so that's it's one of the things like we can't you can't you cannot have like a quote-unquote true manifestation or a true um uh what is it like depiction of you know these styles of thing because the child knows like kids like again humans know like we are wired to self-protect and even though we might as children might not know how to articulate certain things we we feel them from our caretakers and we know from a glimpse, from like past experience, whatever, it's like, whatever you do, 
you know what you know what's winning for you at home right Right. and so yeah (laughs) right i felt like sorry go ahead kima oh i was gonna say and then that's when they started talking about discipline as well because some kids might not have nothing waiting for them at home (laughs) okay so yeah it was fascinating yeah in the episode i think also everybody asked the question ended up being asked who disciplines their child um by hitting right kima that was the question yeah by spanking by spanking and then man the shock on some of those parents faces when they saw how many parents in that room raised their hand was kind of i'm sorry it was a little comical to me (laughs) just a little like (laughs) I, i felt i felt both sides because like I did, I tried the spanking with like at least with my hand on the butt. Mm-hmm. Like I actually tried the spanking at least one time, and I'm like, yeah, nah, I can't do this. Mm. Like it hurts me more than it hurts them. And then I resonated with what um one of the dads said when he said that a spanking is for you, the parent, mm. to get right. your anger out on them, or right. because you feel some type of way. Right, because one of the parents who we will see in the next episode, which we'll record, um, talked about how they read about how um, spanking can be productive if you can learn to separate your anger from the action. And then that's when the parenting expert, dude, the, the gentleman, stepped in and said, let's be honest, when you're spanking your children, you're doing it because you're angry and you're frustrated. Yeah, not, because if, not to if admit, I'm not angry... Yeah, if I'm not angry, I don't have the desire to spank my Correct, child. correct. And so that was interesting to me. Um, personally, I know I know my, my husband definitely believes in it. I know I've been on the fence. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I've been on the fence. I don't like the thought of spanking, to be honest. However, I am a small proponent of like my little one my four-year-old has like taken the time to hit me when he's very frustrated with me not tell him stop and then after the third time when he doesn't stop i've grabbed his hands and did a, a good pop which has put oh, yeah, him into I, yeah, place I, I, immediately I, I, of yeah what'd you do that and then he's immediately the victim you hit me to that in the third and i explained to him you were hitting mommy and that is not nice and you don't like it so we will not do it type of deal so I have done that and I am kind of a proponent of that um now taking the whole spanking bit like I used to get not really a proponent of that but I can admit um personally that that is an action I have done in that way yeah so when I would have had to be the one raising my hand because I I that counts um in that room go ahead Kim what were you saying sorry like I I mean sometimes they do get like pop like on the hand or like maybe Mm -hmm. on the something to me, that's not like the same thing in my head as like a spanking. Like right, and then like also there are some kids that I look at that I'm like, mm, shoo, they might need one. But like, I don't judge. There's a difference between spanking and abuse too. But I don't judge other parenting that way, as long as you're Agreed. not abusing your child. Agreed. It's just I can't do it. Sometimes Agreed. I might wish. Sometimes yeah. I might wish I could. Because yeah, so because you're, anger, you're frustrated then, and you're angry, yeah, right? But you won't but let I yourself get to can't. that point. I, well, I mean, yeah. I, can't. I can't. I too, I too don't judge um, parents who choose that route. My husband, 
um, chooses that route. And I, I don't judge it. I can understand it. Um, I've seen the work of it. I can't do it. Um, but that's the kind of place that I'm in in my relationship and with my family and friends of, oh, that's, that's where I stand on that. But it was interesting to see how many parents were like, yes. And then all the, also how many parents were like, clutching their pearls. Absolutely disgusted. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Esther, go ahead. I think for me, I'm, I'm going to say like, I am not a, not even a proponent. Like I, will not do any sort of corporal punishment. I and and I I want to like kind of the tap on the hand when a kid does something to you or somebody else. I don't see that as corporal punishment because it's not a punishment. You know, it's mm. sort of re um a correction. But that's what a lot of people feel like spankings is too. And and I think that's and again that, that that's a very big topic, right? That we share it was. one yeah. time because for me, like I really, in my head, I'm like, that's why I use like corporal punishment because in my head, like it, if you do anything to the body and to the mind, because as, as a way to punish, I, you know, it's, it's a one category for me. Then for example, right. Like if my kid was to beat me, right. Mm -hmm. And, and then like, you know, beating me, like I restrain them physically Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, you know, and that might technically like hurt them physically in the restraining, but like, I'm not punishing in that way. I'm just like putting a stop to something that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So that's how I see it. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, I'm not, like I said, like someone who would use the punishment aspect um, because for me, from my own experience, and it's that like, it didn't teach me anything or made me do something or like, it didn't make me be better or do an action another way. Well, all it did was install fear mm -hmm. and just like made me better at hiding and lying mm. <laughs> you know yeah, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. so in that way I'm like if I'm using something instead of punishment like I said like I'm all for correcting and correcting is helping your child make a better decision see things in a better way mm -hmm. and to that aspect couple punishment doesn't to me, achieve that. No, I think that's a fair assessment. I can see it as um, similar to what like Kima kind of brought up at one point. I can see it as, and a, a kind of adjoining what Kima brought just now with discipline, corporal punishment like discipline, mm -hmm. and which you brought up earlier, and that different strokes for different folks, different mm -hmm. kids, like you said, like that wasn't working for you. That didn't teach you. Um, anything positive except for more strategies to do what you want to do at the end of the day. For me, I can say when I've gotten my punishments in that way, I do think they've corrected certain actions um, stuck in my mind of, mm-hmm, that's about right. And I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily have fear instilled in me, but like a full-blown 
correction of I never want to see my parent that angry again or feel like that's the only recourse they have. So I need to go this way type of deal. But you said before, like you, I would take motivation much differently than you would take motivation. Um, but I definitely see your point. And probably like those parents, especially like those parents on that episode also expressed too, especially the ones who were like, I would never, and I never feel like that's a positive. I can't judge it because that's I, it's great. I feel like if you can have a relationship and raise a, an individual um, without that, that is amazing. But I've also seen and been a actual person who's experienced that level of discipline and have also seen the benefits of it. So as, as we all agree, to an extent, because I know some people feel that spanking is full-blown abuse abuse. Um, but like me and Kima's, and I believe the people on that show who were for um, spanking as a discipline, feels like there's a difference between full-blown abuse. It's Tuesday and I want to beat the crap out of you until you're an inch of death. And you've done something and I've tried every recourse. So now here we are um, type of discipline. So I can see it both ways. I know pulling back. I could definitely agree with the way you go about it. Um, so yeah, that was my point with that. I guess before we move on to the last challenge, one of my questions were, do you feel like the reflecting based off of your opinions and that you express right now, that reflecting parenting style could even be a healthy thing or just a complete misconception because it's more of like an interpretation of what your child is seeing through you. And if not that question, how do you feel like you would reflect your parents' parenting style back to them? See, and I think that particular question in Especially because our kids are so young. So yeah, we're not going to get I'm that like, much. But us, I, we can reflect our parents. In fact, we probably are reflecting yeah. or going directly <laughs> against some of the things. So, honestly, I think that particular <laughs> test is best suited for people who are who are 25 and up. And I say that because at 25, it's around that age where your brain is fully formed. Mm. And you're able to like understand and interpret nuances much better. Right? Because again, that's fair. I will like, for example, like I have much younger siblings right mm -hmm. um and one of them is i think 14 the other one is 20 and even the 20 year old right if i was to tell ask her hey like give me an interpretation of mom right she will go on about all the things that like you know mom is doing wrong by her and how mm. you know all the things it's like she's still in her adolescence She's still mm -hmm. a teenager and at that age, right? Like your parents are all like to you, they're just like cramping your style <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, using a very outdated slang term, you know, like it still works. If it don't, your parents don't understand you. They're just not fun. They're so embarrassing. They're blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's again, right. Like <laughs> that's adolescence. Um, so like the 14 year old, I'm sure the 14 year old, it's all like, oh, uh, like, yes, my, you know, I'm still very close to my mom. At the same time, I'm, 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 I'm at the stage where like, I am getting to be 
an adolescent myself and I'm in high school and sort of like stepping out of like kid mode into more like teenager mode and figuring out, you know, who I am. So in a way, like you're still, you know, my mom was the best, but also like, you know, maybe I'm, you know, I really need to like separate myself from you. And also like, you're not as cool and all of those things, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's, sometimes, sometimes I say this because different, like, you know, where you at, you're going to interpret and see that relationship very differently. So now me as a parent, you know, thinking about my parenting, like, you know, my own parents, specifically my mom who, you know, really raised me, um, definitely, you know, reason why I'm in therapy. <laughs> I hate you for sticking that in. <laughs> but also, um, like, I think, as you said before, right? Like, and parenting, you par like, you you definitely are in the process of parenting yourself, and 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 really having to um consider and wrangle with, hey, like these are the things that I was brought up with and were installed in me. What are the things that I want to continue, and what are mm -hmm. the things that I yearn for and didn't get? Mm. And are these things, you know, ones that I didn't want to give my own kids? That's awesome. That was going to be my follow-up question. What about yeah. you, Kima, before um, we get there? I feel like the challenge is age-appropriate. I'm just being because mm -hmm. every, every single person is literally interpreting things how they interpret them. So I feel like it even no it doesn't matter what age you are you're going to interpret something how you see it and it the lesson is for us us seeing our child interpret us is showing us how they see us mhm mm and so it can it can also help because if if they see us in an, in a negative way we can try and say okay how can I try to get the message that I'm still trying to get across, but maybe in a different way to where it'll stick? Okay, and like, no. And like, sorry, even, even though they're only like portraying maybe the negative things about their parents, those are still the things that are sticking to them. Mm. You know how we talk about our childhood and how the things that we remember about our childhood, these are the things that at that moment they're remembering. Mm. And so I feel like it's a good lesson for them to be able to express it because they don't always get to express it. And so they they can kind of get that out and say, hey, this is how this is how I feel like you treat me. It's kind of like a mini yeah. therapy. Session. Like, this is how I'm interpreting you, how I feel like you treat me, even right. though I might not understand what you're trying to get across. This is still how I feel. And then you as a parent can take it from there and say. Okay, well, I mean, I wasn't trying to do that, but let me try and figure this out because I see how I'm getting across to you. Even if it's not how I'm trying to get across to you. Right. 
No, I definitely see that point too, Kim. I think that's a strong point too. The fact that even though um, our kids are young and not fully formed, we are still parenting them in a way that we're hoping resonates with them in a particular way right now at this age. And if they get a chance to reflect it and they're showing us that, you know, you were trying to do A, but I feel B and C and D, then immediately it lets us know that, or at least it gives us an, an idea that maybe it's time to pivot a little bit here or there. Because even though you're not fully the person you're meant to be, this can stick, like you said, Kima, and reflect on who you're becoming. And so if this isn't what I want you to take from my parenting right now with four, five, eight, 10, 14, 16, 19, 20, then I may need to pivot a little bit so I can make sure you at least see my intention at this time in your life before you reach the point where your brain is fully formed and you're either going to appreciate what I've done yeah, okay, or you're going to resent what I've done once you're old enough to really take it all in. Like, I think all of us are, I think all of us are in the middle. We both appreciate and have certain resent. Well, I yes. have certain resentments. Yes. <laughs> um, but again, like you said, our minds are fully, I feel like I see the positives in both um, once you're fully formed, because then you can kind of understand all the moves your parents made. And then you can kind of also understand all the mistakes and ways that they screwed you, but you can still walk away with an appreciation of, but your parenting, thank you for keeping me in this world. Whereas, but that's also when the parent's job is dead and done and gone. You're out of the house. There's nothing else I can do about it. I've, you know, you've already passed the exam. Grades are in. This is your final. Um, whereas when yeah. the kid is actively still in your home and in your control, seeing that gives you a chance to pivot and make any adjustments in, in action while it's happening rather than just hearing about the review after. So I can definitely see that point too. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Um, even though they may not understand mm -hmm. um, your intentions or like even understand their feelings, they still have the feelings. Yeah. So, so it's better. It's good at least for them to try to interpret it so that you can even try and understand how they're feeling. Even if they don't understand it. Right now, while you still have a chance yeah. to make something right or something better. That's yeah. a great point. So ladies, again, last, I swear this one's the last question before we move on to the very final um, piece of the episode. What's one positive thing that you have taken from your parent that you are fully confident and in instilling in your kiddos now? Or just uh, maybe a positive... Um, image that you remember of them that you now see you doing and kind of feel a little pride in that your kids will see you doing I'll go first um cooking for one and when I grew up my <clears throat> my dad was always the big kid so I was always playing with him and it was a good time and that's the only person I love my both my parents but dad was it he was the he was the thing because I wanted to play and he was always there to play with me Mom always teased them about being the big kid. It is what it is. And I always remember my mom in the kitchen, cooking these meals, smelling these meals as they were being created, hearing her with the pots and pans. And then, but I'm with dad that whole time. But I had that knowledge or sensory of what she was doing in the household. And then it was that point in which dinner was done. <clears throat> we all ate together. 
And it was like our together time to really have that moment. And as I got older, I realized that the more, the less I began to play, the more I related to my mother and her responsibilities and things like that. And we got closer and I distanced a little bit from dad, still love them both and treat them both great. But I realized the maturity level switched from one to the other. And now that I'm a mom in my house, I've noticed dad, my husband, gaming with them, playing with them. He's the gamer. I'm the one they come to talk to about serious things or things that they need. I'm the one that they always catch in the kitchen, cooking up a storm. The whole house smells like it. And they're all waiting for me to say food so they can all come down and we have to eat together. And that's when we all really combine and talk and 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 rift. And I remember I used to hate the fact that mom was in the kitchen all the time. Cause it was just like, why aren't you playing with us? But at the same time, I was always hungry and I was always happy at what she came up with to feed us. And so it's kind of cool that something at one point I felt like, oh, you always have to be in the kitchen. And I'm like, yeah, cause somebody got to make sure we eat. And daddy going to be like, oh, yeah, food. <laughs> so it's something I feel like I took from my mom that I um, quite enjoy in myself now. What about you, ladies? Any one thing? Yeah, I think two big things. It's really as it relates to, you know, my sort of little one's makeup. One is um, really being open-minded uh-huh. to like and curious about new things and um, new like new adventures so traveling kind of doing things on my own like going to boarding school uh-huh. you know for high school and things like that like uh my mom was very um supportive of that uh-huh. and you know whatever and and also trust in me and making certain decisions that you know had big impacts <laughs> you know um so that's something that I appreciate and definitely want to install in my kids and you know the other one is a bit more fun but um reverting to comedy and laughter when things um you know get rough get rough you know uh and the one thing that comes to my mind is you know kind of growing up poor right like you had a very crappy car (laughs) and I remember this one time like we were coming back home from the mall and our car like you could tell that thing was just like it, it, it was struggling for its life right and you are two women dead of night jersey I think it was like winter time, right? So we're oh, like, whoa. oh my gosh. Like we just, you know, you just have to like make it home. And then, you know, just kind of like, you know, that, that like you kind of hope like everything is on, <laughs> you know, alert and you have major anxiety. And we just pass it with like this laughing, right? But kind of like taking it as like a funny moment. Yes. Um, and that's something that, definitely has still helps me now and I again hope to you know share with my kids because a lot of times what we think is like dire is like the end it's it's 
it's not right it's like again it's like our brain (laughs) and yes i'm not saying like you know don't take things seriously like like you have to like like you 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 have to act and and do things but it comes there comes a point where you can't if you take everything seriously then nothing is like you're just gonna be stressed and like yes yes don't take it too serious yeah find the joy in all things man that's what helps you yeah i love that kima what about you beloved um well one thing that i wanted to take away from my childhood was my mom is was always a safe space Mm. like she she always was like in my corner like whatever i wanted to do and then whenever I needed to talk to her about something, I could. Like, she she wasn't as strict in those aspects. Like, like even when I wanted to, well, not when I wanted to. When my school was even talking about intercourse or just sex or the periods. She was like, oh, is this what we're doing now? Oh, I'm going to get you prepped. Like, she just made it feel safe. Oh. And, like, she always like showed love so I always want my kids to feel like the utmost love like I tell them I love them five million times a day I just show them so much love and I and I just try to just make sure they can talk to me about anything like I always ask how are you feeling what like where's your head at even though they're so young I'm like how are you feeling I love you so I just make sure it's to let them know that I'm their safe space. But one thing, even though we're talking about positives, one thing that I'm not going to take from my mom is I'm going to try to keep their secrets more or like just keep what they tell me to myself. Because one thing about my mom is she can't hold water. She feels like if you talk to her about something, then she's going to want to tell her friends or she thinks that, you know, she might bring it up in another conversation. But, like, I'm going to try not to do that. But other than that, yes. I totally hear you. I'm having a little tantrum toddler right now, but which I love him dearly. <laughs> but I thought that was beautiful, Kima. I love, I love your mama, too. I love both your mamas. All right. He's going to breathe now. <laughs> last thing from the actual episode was the cooking Woo! so in this episode good gracious the the in the last part of this episode this last challenge the parents had to sit back and allow the children to cook dinner for them now in this episode we had high achieving parent who was literally kind of helicoptering but no no i felt like it was fair though um, he guided his child through the whole process, but he let him do it. And it ended up being a delicious spaghetti meal. We had the free, no, we had the strict parenting. They had shepherd's pie. She was helicoptering that whole scenario. Um, it didn't feel as much as guiding as much as like, shouldn't you do this? Maybe you should do that. Like it was, it was different. Um, free range actually went very well apparently the family cooks together all the time so it was nothing odd 
and the, the kids literally took advantage. They had a cook in the family, one of the kids who just took advantage of the of the burgers and killed it. It was beautifully done. Teamwork was A plus. And lastly, we had negotiation parents who had their six-year-old holding a knife about as long as his arm. And yes, they were trying to tell him to calm down, but it it was very dangerous a few times. He almost popped daddy in the eye at least three times in that episode. Kima, you begin talking about that, yeah. please. Lord Jesus. What <laughs> I was going to say was one of the women said after watching it, this this would definitely help. Take the knife from the child and like be like, look, you, this is serious. You have to be careful. I mean, because even though this is a challenge and this is a show, you're still a parent and you still have to make sure everyone's safe. Seriously. Like safety comes first. I don't want to kill us while we trying to do this challenge. Right. Especially with this little kid talking about some Chucky. Yes. And I really like thinking I, it's cute. Ooh. I, and I'm not, again, I'm trying not to judge any parents of this and third. And I, I, I enjoy their family dynamic. I think they're a very loving family. But that was scary as all get out, that kid with that knife. Yeah. That was and scary. I wish I that, like remember in the first episode when the, when the, the, um, um the um, routine parents didn't want the video being shown yeah kids. that i would be that parent now i'd be like don't show it don't show it <laughs> i don't want the world to see what happened with this baby and it's not <laughs> well yeah just i i feel like a bit of correction would have helped a lot and yes. i i actually like the high achievement parent and the free range parent in this because the high achievement parent I don't I feel like he didn't hover as much like he he let him do it the kids probably never clicked before so I mean he did give him instructions mm -hmm. but the only time where he like he did step in hands on was flipping the burgers another yeah. safety issue or like yeah. teaching him how to make show showing him how to do a can opener yeah but like other than that to, he did it was fair I think though. they did really well yeah I think yeah. they did really really well and then um, the free range, yeah. I like how they how they worked together, like the kids. Yeah, to get same. Done. I mean, and it shows how much they pay attention because one of the sons actually likes cooking, and took control right. and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do the the burgers." So and I, I got mean, this. Yeah, it was a positive impact. So, quick, cute question. Nothing too deep from you all. Um, do you guys actually let your kiddos assist at any point in making foods now, even at this age, or or do you guys plan to anytime soon? I definitely plan to, and they kind of do in a way, mm -hmm. um, because that's also, uh, I think I've, I've talked about this before, I'm a very big proponent of the Montessori method. Mm, yes, and yes. Just a quick reminder, like the Montessori method, one of the main um, pillars of it, right, is that a child's quote-unquote job is to play. And then through play, they learn and they make sense of the world around them. Mm -hmm. um, so in that way, right, like in Montessori, a lot of things are introduced to kids via play. And one of them that you introduce to kids is life skills. So you do have like little 
I mean, you don't have to, right? But there's been a big industry, you know, that's spun around Montessori. But it, 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 you do involve your kids in like every aspect of your life to uh, the degree that they understand and can help, right? So mm-hmm. for like my kids, um, they love our vacuum. Like they just love that thing. Why? <laughs> because like. Um, it's kept sort of like in their little area and whenever we vacuum their play area, right? Like we have them like help us hold the cord or like kind of help us move the thing along and they just love being part of that. Um, And it's also another thing about like, like, I mean, again, like they're not two yet. So it's still a struggle, but like they love brushing their teeth. Why? Because we're just like, hey, like, here's your toothbrush and you do your thing and then let mommy finish the rest, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I think, like things like this where you make it something fun for them and at the level, you know, that is appropriate for their age. So right. for us, it's like, um, we kind of have a little toddler tower um, that we actually had to move because they just used it and just figured out that they can move it around <laughs> to get <laughs> <laughs> But the tower is one that like we sometimes pull out and like have them like, you know, help us. Like they love fruit. So we'll be like, okay, like you, you know, help us like undo like the banana peel or you help us kind of like stir the grids in the morning, like things like that. And again, like you see that um, joy in their in their head. Also, I'll use me as an example, right? Like I didn't really get or taught those skills, right? Mm. And as a woman or a society, there's this great Thing that we do for women and I'm being sarcastic here where we don't teach women certain things and then at the same time we expect them to somehow just like know like, how to do it. once they hit puberty they're like with these puberty powers combined yeah. and the- I am now a chef <laughs> and I remember clearly right like I was never really taught or encouraged to mm. be involved in cooking um agreed my mom tried I think a couple times I was like nah and she was like fine and I had (laughs) to learn a long hard road and a lot of phone calls of what do I do again it was something that like I was fascinated about so I remember like the I I think I was like I was less than 10 years old and I was like you know what guys I'm gonna make us something and I made this thing that like as it was like boiling on the stove I'm like this does not look right <laughs> but like you know still made them eat it um, <laughs> but you know I think like um yeah like as I said kind of having our kids be involved in day-to-day life can only help them mm-hmm. and Again, like kids are curious. And we, when you think about it, like they're doing things for the first time and that is exciting for them. Yeah. Are they going to want to do it? No. Like, like you said, like, like for you, Maya, like you 
weren't really into the cooking at that you know particular point nope but at least like you were introduced to it you know and for me it's really having boys right I'm very cognizant to the fact that you know I do and I will have in a way to push them or at least introduce things to them a lot even when they might have certain objections just because right like I don't want to raise boys that in that turn into men or people that don't know how to live without amen, others. Yeah. Amen. Well, right? Amen. Amen. Yes, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so like again, like for me, it's like you it can only help them. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna be around. Other people are not gonna be around to like teach you how to like run a dishwasher or like wash your clothes or how to sweep like those are skills like those are yeah those are skills but like wish y'all out the house i've been having a maid and i barely want to cook anymore because i won't have to so (laughs) yeah kima what about you have you been introducing the kiddos yeah um i kind of was forced to because my (laughs) my kids are the type that they're always they always want to be in the same room with me. Like <laughs> they they will last a little while on their like tablets or whatever. But like if if it's been a, a minute, they're like, yeah, no, where's mommy? Where's mommy? What's she doing? So, so yeah, like I would be cooking and they'd be like, ah, pick me up, pick me up. So like mm-hmm. a lot of the times I sit them on the counter mm-hmm. while I'm cooking, and like sometimes they might help me stir something, or like I just explain to them what I'm doing. Like I pretend I'm on a cooking show. Like this is garlic. This, <laughs> this, this. Like, it's not a good show. I interact with them a lot. They don't always help me, but mm-hmm. like they they're always there. So I love they it. do help sometimes, but we 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 work with them on it. Oh well, yeah, I do. And then I also see them like they have a play kitchen and I see them sometimes putting a vegetable on a plate and pretending like they're pouring sauce or stirring. So mm-hmm. it's so cute, but like yeah, I'm I'm forced to oh to incorporate them. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you both. I especially as the mother of boys. I with Magnus, I feel like I'm ahead of the game. Cause he does want to he has wanted to come help for years now. So we'll just pull the chair up. Now he pushes the chair up to the stove when I'm there and we'll work on it together and all the things. So it's really adorable and great. With my older son, I feel like I'm behind the ball. Because, again, we haven't had... He hasn't lived with me full time until, like, we're going on three years now. And so I'm realizing, oh, my gosh, you're like a full teenager. And you're not a cook some stuff mediocrely, but... mm, And I mean, like, bacon and egg. He just finally started learning (laughs) not to oversalt. But I'm like, I need to probably have you in here more to really teach you the ways so you're not going out in this world just mm. and I feel weird about that because I ain't gonna lie sometimes the kitchen is my little heaven space too that's where I just be sitting there I get to watch all my podcasts and to my books enjoying my time while I'm cooking it's like my special time and now I have to raise people to be there with me so that's a dynamic I'm working with I'll talk to my therapist about it next week but good stuff trying to raise the right people to live like Esther said it can only help 
All right, last question. We're not going to go too deep into all the parenting styles because we've run out of time for that. But with these four parenting styles that we've discussed today, who do you feel like, what style do you feel like kind of resonates or you found pieces of um, um, that can relate to you or what you maybe aspire to? So the four parenting, just a reminder, free range, strict, high achievement, and negotiation. And explanations um, of each, actually, I have because I'm ahead of it this time high achievement like the intensive approach this method pushes kids even further out of their comfort zone to ensure they achieve their full potential free range is a type of parenting style that considers the approach of the op it's the opposite of helicopter parenting style where the kids are being allowed to explore and self-supervise strict the rules reign supreme and negotiation, parents and kids are equals and they discuss their feelings, needs so that everyone in the family feels supported. Which one did you feel like you sway towards or at least see pieces of in you? And then we'll close out this podcast episode. I feel like what I aim, what in my head. <laughs> That's a good like question, was, right? In my head, I felt like I should, I was going to be as a high achieving parent. Because mm -hmm. I mean, of course, I I want excuse me, goodness, I want my child to be like the best that they can be. I'm like, oh, we're gonna work on this. Everything's gonna be great, <laughs> and like I I want it to be that, but uh, that's just not working out. Um, the the least the one that it's kind of the one I don't like the best is the free range only because Ooh. I feel like with the free range it's not and I'm not even sure if I'm correct it's not a bunch of stability mm. I feel like because when the way I was raised I was so unstable with moving all the time mm, not, okay. not, being, not having a group of friends right like, like I really missed out on that so because I've experienced not being stable I really I crave stability for my kids mm. that's fair that's fair so, come on therapy Better yeah I just, I, I feel like <laughs> it doesn't give them I mean it gives them other life lessons but it doesn't give yeah. them stability and show them that aspect and especially with like even though they said that they do play with kids and all that other stuff but like even with school it helps it does change up a lot yeah, for them and all all of that nature i feel like that's missing mm -hmm. and um yeah and then also negotiating i i said this before like i feel like i'm a negotiating parent but i don't want to be got it <laughs> like i don't want to negotiate with my child but i feel like that's a weakness <laughs> of mine mm. is to be like hey Hey, come on, work with me here. How about we do this? <laughs> I'm like, what do you think about this? Like, yeah, I shouldn't be doing that, but that's what I'm doing. So I have to work my way out of that. That's fair. I can say that with um, negotiation, I felt like, oh, snap, I'm definitely like negotiating with my little one all the time. Um, You know, like, okay, do you want your juice? All right, you got to eat two more pieces of broccoli, like types of things like that. Um, I think I'm more negotiating than the negotiating parents. I don't feel like they really got the concept that well, to be honest. Um, yeah. But I have found positives in that. Um, I'm, um, 
I do feel like I display though both high achievement and negotiation in that regard of trying to push the kid to be the best, especially with our oldest. But I actually aim to be more free range. I actually loved how independent their kids were, how close the family was and how much they were able to accomplish, even though they were free range. I thought it was like all the things I want in a family to be able to just be free, be with each other, not be held down by so much and to um, have everybody feel like they're a cohesive group, but can also be on their own and do their own thing. Their kids know how to cook. They all feel inspired and push each other. It was just like, dang, y'all like killing every challenge and you're really a nice family. I kind of aim to be like you, but I have to be, admit, I, I like my kids close <laughs> in the house and near. Um, I negotiate to get them to do things that I feel like they should, you know? So I feel like free range is my aim. What about you, Esther, before we close this out? Out of those four parenting styles, do you have any you sway towards or aim to or just hate? <laughs> I think I think hate is a strong word, but I Too feel sure. like I would not want to be the high achieving parent mm. because to me that usually means parents needing control mm. over their that, that very much so would happen <laughs> um and that for me it just that just stifles a person Mm. And the, like the more positive words that I can think about it just like stifles someone's choices mm. um, I can see that um I would aim like you actually to be free range and to me like free range looks a little bit different or is enacted a, a little bit different when you are um, raising kids of color, especially mm. like, you know, black kids. Mm -hmm. I turn into black, you know, adults. <laughs> because I, it, I feel like I can't just be all like, you know, go out and do your own thing and be free and blah 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 because, <laughs> because the like sadly the world forces me to put a you know certain god realms in place for them and and make them face or at least or be aware of certain realities mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that kind of takes away I think from the freedom and like through through feelings of free range right sadly right. you know sadly um but at the same time I think um having a parenting relationship that is um driven by your children's needs at least that's how I see it right mm. is the more sustainable and 
a better parenting approach for me because as I said, um, I'm here to be a guide for my kids. And even though they're the same age, you know, they're literally having the same sort of things, they need completely different things already, right? And I can only see how it's gonna just continue to be like that as they get older and grow. And so if I was to say, oh, like we are definitely going to be like, you know, like for the, like make you play chess, for example, and you're gonna, you know, be a chess player, or I'm gonna make you do things X, Y, and Z way because I say so. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just setting myself up for failure. And again, I'm not saying don't do these things, right? right. Um and obviously, again, as the adult, you're going to have, there are going to be times and they're necessary where you implement guardrails. Um, but for me, it's all about the approach and the thinking that goes behind it. And the thinking is let, let them, again, like, let them experience the world the way that suits them again, within great uh, parameters. I totally get that, honestly. That's a great point. Because it does seem, it looks really good right now on paper and on video, if you will, high achievement parenting. But that's an excellent point that is the whole reason why I feel like when I first heard high achievement, like many parents probably, we were all like kind of cringing, like, it's going to be too rough. But as we see it play out and all the successful markers, that's why he is high achievement, right? He wants those types of successes and everything to come out. And it looks really good on paper and on video. But ultimately, what does that create as they're older? I can't wait for the docuseries in 20 years. We're going to do a reunion episode just for that. <laughs> um, but for now, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to yet another episode of The Nap Hour. We missed you all so much. We're so glad we're all back together here as well. Remember to follow us, review us, support us on all your podcast listening platforms. We are a part of the We Need to Talk channel. We Need to Talk Club channel. So if you go onto Spotify or other listening platforms, you will find all of our different episodes, all of our different podcasts, all under one banner of We Need to Talk Club. We also have a website, We Need to Talk dot club, that lists all the different podcasts we do as well as let you match the voices with our beautiful faces but we love you we wish you well we're all doing our best and that's all i got bye